Hello and welcome to Genetically Podified, the podcast that has been invading your dreams, Inception style, to make you want to buy all those avocados you've been eating. Welcome. <laughs> Hi James, how are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm full on avocados, probably because <laughs> of this podcast, but you know, you know. Other than that, I guess I'm full right. of avocados. What was that like, about? I'm just eating shit tons of avocados because I'm a oh, millennial, right. you know. Obviously. Ah, yeah, of course, of course. Can't buy houses now. Have you heard of seedless avocados? No, that can't be yeah, true. Seedless they avocados. They are happening. They are happening, man. They are happening. What will I have to throw at my wife after I eat an avocado, though? Ugh. <laughs> Scientists, yeah. will they ever stop? God damn it. Do you know that people get injuries destoning avocados? What? I personally How? got what? an... How? Sorry, I'll, I'll, now that I know you have, I will sound less... <laughs> you were going to say, how the hell could you possibly do that? Oh, well, I did it. Don't ask me how. I don't know. How do these incredibly just, smart people do it? I was it? trying to be cool. <laughs> Thank you, James. I really appreciate it. But yeah, I was dumb. I was just what did you do? Dumb. Like ping it into your eye or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Basically, you know when you try to... Um, so you, you cut the avocado in half mm-hmm. and then you have to de-stone it. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing that with a spoon, which is a much safer way of doing it... <laughs> Uh, but I would have risked removing some of the pulp and I couldn't risk that. So what I did, <laughs> what I usually do, is I basically jam the knife into the stone and then uh, twist yeah. it. And if you've jammed it deep enough, then it will come off. Uh, and the, the <laughs> what, what did I... <laughs> well, no, I'm no uh, it's not, yeah. But if you jam it too deep, your hand comes off. No, basically it slipped. Ooh. So it slipped to the side. So I didn't manage to jam it. <laughs> I jammed my hand. Mm. It wasn't a deep cut because the knife wasn't really sharp. Uh, luckily, because I don't sharpen my knives. Um, <laughs> because I'm a bad person. But in that specific case, I was being a good person for yeah. my own sake. <laughs> yeah. You saved your fingers. <laughs> yeah, I saved my fingers. So there's a series I watched called Queer Eye. Do you watch it on Netflix? Ah, yeah. Oh so my good. gosh, yes. Love it. I live for it, okay? <laughs> I live. I am living. It's great stuff, man. Can you believe? It's great. It's awesome. I just love it so much. I like ugly cry when it's, the credits start. <laughs> oh. like, I start ugly crying at the very beginning. It's awesome. There's an episode where the guy who's a cook, I, I don't remember their names. Anthony, guy, Anthony. Anthony. He's preparing an avocado and he gets his massive fucking knife and he says, so yeah, so this is how you deceive an avocado. And he like cuts it in half and then he gets mm-hmm. the avocado with the stone in one hand and just gets his fucking machete and smacks <laughs> it into the stone and then twists it and brings it out. I was like, are you insane? That's, if I did that, yeah, I would yeah. chop my hand off. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's how I always do it. That's how I always do it. Well, I used to do it until uh, that the incident happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. even I have even watched. There is a cooking show that I. Well, it's not a cooking show. It's like a, just a bunch of friends from London cooking together, and they've now created this uh, YouTube channel that has millions and millions of subscribers called Sorted Food. Nice. It's really good. You should definitely watch it. I'm sure you would have lots of fun. They have really London ears accents. It's quite funny. Uh, love, it. <laughs> love it, mate. Uh, and they used to do it with a knife, and now they do it with a spoon. I think there mm. must be like some sort yeah, of that high rate. Do they also of now only have six fingers? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, high rates of millennials get cutting themselves because of yeah. avocados. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we we need to stop laughing, Roberta. Yes, we're, yes. This is a very serious subject we're looking at today. Yeah, it is so indeed. From this point on, not a single laugh. And that includes mm-hmm. you, listeners, because this is serious. Okay, let's get going. Before we begin, 
The views expressed here are our own. Nobody else's. Okay. This week we're going to be looking at the very unfortunate high rate of suicides with Indian farmers. Okay. So this is a sort of claim against GM that comes up quite often in that GM and Monsanto in particular has been the cause of many Indian farmers committing suicide because of high debts and that kind of stuff, which if it is true is an incredibly serious situation and definitely needs to be looked into. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, mm -hmm. many, many people have looked into this claim and have largely debunked it. But in this episode, yeah. we are going to do the same thing. So you can, you yeah. can hear why this sad situation is not because of GM and actually how GM in some situations may have helped and may have hindered. But largely, this episode is over to Roberta, who's going to take us through the yeah. whole thing, and I will chime in any time I can. So, Roberta, over to you. Thank you, James. Yeah, so it, it's quite a famous topic. It's quite... it's It's been over all over the media for a while, and it's one of those things that you're like, ah, is that true? Is that not true? So I was reading this very, very long, very thorough review it's a scientific paper that has been published in 2017. And although there are parts of it that I don't fully understand, I feel like it can give us an overview of the truths underlying the issue and see if, if it's actually true or not. So the first thing to mention is probably that the suicides did happen. So mm. India has witnessed around 300,000 farmer suicides over the past two decades. Okay, mm. so that is, is a real fact. It's a real number. It's a huge number. It makes me really, really, really sad. The issue has been brought to the attention of the media mainly by Vandana Shiva. Mm. So Vandana Shiva, she's from India and she's got a PhD focusing on the philosophy of physics. But most of all, she's really well known for being an activist when it comes to farming and preserving farmers and she's uh, clearly against GMOs. She's she said many times that she's against GMOs. She's an organic farm activist as well. She's spoken about organic farming in many different ways and I was I was listening to this TED talk that she gave about going back to a more holistic view of agriculture and she really cares about the livelihood of farmers specifically. So she basically wrote a few papers and basically said that biotechnology and big agricultural companies are the ones to blame for many of the 300,000 farmer suicides in India. So that is like one stepping stone mm. for today's episode. The paper that I was reading, just to give you like a very, very quick summary the paper said that her statements are absolutely untrue. Okay, cool. But I'll, I'll go into explaining how and what are the arguments against what she says. Mm -hmm. So the study that I'm, I'm reading quotes a whole variety of other studies that have looked into when the suicide rate uh, started to increase and when does this phenomenon started and then goes into seeing what were the causes of it and what were the claims of the causes. But basically what they say is that farmer suicides started earlier than biotechnology mm, yeah, was adopted and authorized in India for farmers. So in India, there has been, according again to the study, a huge controversy and like a back and forth and back and forth in terms of field trials, field studies 
from Monsanto and other companies that wanted to sell GM cotton, BT cotton. So remember, we've spoken before about what BT is and what it does for the plant. It basically prevents the plant from being eaten by pests, basically a specific kind of pest. And so they started doing field trials and stuff like that. And there was a lot of backlash and then they tried again and they got together with local companies and they bought part of a company. So in the end, basically, the field trials that were being done, the company was called MMB. And it was Monsanto getting together with another company and making field trials with that company. They were basically trying to cross a local cotton variety and insert this BT trait to it. Mm. So basically what happens, field trials back and forth, back and forth. And in the meantime, farmers' suicides are already happening. So this is something that they try to make clear in this debate. So there are a few different aspects to this issue. The first one was that because of the power and lobbying power of big agriculture, there was a very strong relationship between the regulatory authorities and Monsanto in the process of authorizing field trials and stuff like that. So basically, one of the allegations that Monsanto is being accused of is the fact that they were basically receiving preferential treatments from the local regulatory authorities. Mm. So that created a lot of media attention and backlash and blah, blah, blah. The other thing is, and this also spiked the most of the media debate, the fact that there were talks at the time of the Terminator gene situation. So basically, it didn't happen, but there were at the time talking about Terminator seeds and stuff like that. So that again created a lot of media backlash. So basically, a lot of things happened at the same time and made it so that people really, really didn't like the idea of having Monsanto or any other biotech company selling these seeds in India in this period of time. Mm. The other thing is to note that not all GM cotton seeds that were trialed and cultivated in field trials at the time were MMB cotton seeds. Some of them were illegal, let's say, GM cotton seeds that were being tried. They were, they were again, mm. like I'm trying to explain like 17 pages of paper, and but it, it's a little bit hard. <laughs> it's just a little bit hard. But yeah, so the main points are family suicides are happening. After family suicides start to happen, Monsanto intervenes and wants to cultivate this GM cotton. And again, as we've mentioned in the previous episode, this GM cotton could possibly have a lot of benefits for farmers because BT allows you to spray Mm. less pesticides. So in a way, you could think that low-income farmers, by using less pesticides and having to invest in less pesticides, would benefit from cultivating this BT cotton. What actually happened is a little bit different. And I'm not saying that BT cotton didn't contribute at all to the increase of farmer suicides, but in a way, it didn't have only to do with the GM cotton because one of the main issues that, again, is explained in this paper is the fact that there were other underlying issues that had to do with uh, farmers' livelihoods at the time. Mm, One of which being economic issues. The fact that most farmers are very small scale farmers and if they were investing into the GMO crop, they were solving a problem 
But because of climate change and because of other things like secondary pests, they make a really good point about secondary pests. So, you know, G the GMO crop only solves the one specific pests problem, but there are other pests. So basically farmers would have to still invest in other forms of pesticides and still have to spray a lot of pesticides for other pests and other crops. So they had already invested money into the GM seed, but they would have other problems to deal with. Plus, if that wasn't enough, they would still have to deal with things like very variable yields due to climate mm. change and drought and these sorts of things. And there's like other reasons why it's not just GM. Yeah. The other thing that they point out and the thing that created the most backlash with the media was the Terminator seed situation. So this didn't happen. But as we've mentioned before, the seeds from this specific crop not necessarily only GM crops, but also other cotton crops, was that they could not be planted the next year anyways because they would give variable phenotypes. And I think this is yeah. a very important thing because a lot of the arguments that Vandana Shiva gives have to do with patenting crops and the fact she basically advocates for the ownership of seeds and the replanting of seeds. We have to take back the seeds because the seeds are the where, where life starts and all these kinds of things. And genetic modification is taking that away from us. So that is like one of the main arguments. But in this specific case, what they did, and I thought it was a really, really smart idea. And it was really, really good. In science, you always need a control, right? You need a group mm -hmm. that is not being affected by the thing you're investigating. So in this case, they analyze different states in India. And there is a, a GMO-free state. And what they've studied and what they found from anthropological studies is that the farmer suicide rate was the same as the GMO area, mm. which gives you yeah. an idea. It gives you information on the fact that GMO might have contributed, but it's not the only thing that has contributed. And other things like climate change, variable yields, secondary pests might have had an impact and a bigger mm. impact on these kinds of things. So summarizing all of my rambling about this and trying to make sense of all the history and all the stuff, there is a statement that I'm going to just read exactly as it is <laughs> so that I don't get things wrong. This paper says, Shiva's direct link between MMB seeds, which were these uh, Monsanto plus local company seeds, monopolization and farmer suicide stand tall. Still, history and interstate data does not support it. It doesn't say, you know, scientific studies. It says history does not support yeah. <laughs> it. Basically, yeah. one other thing that they were saying about her was that she like wrote an open letter to the government and to the people who deal with like patenting and all these things. And from the letter, you could tell that she didn't have a full knowledge of patenting law in India. And right. it's like, that. that is like, law is written there and it's open for everybody to read and it's it is a uh, history so basically she is denying things that have been studied to be true mm. so what do we do with all of this james <laughs> yeah. so shall i just i'll just summarize this section and then like add in the little bits that i've got to add in yes sure of course so yeah the farmer suicide rates kind of have hovered around seventeen thousand a year across all of india and that's been over the last yeah, a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. But actually, since the adoption of BT corn from the sort of like early 2000s, the trend has actually been going down. So if we're even talking about like right. general trends in terms of BT cotton adoption mm -hmm. and general trends of suicide, then it's the opposite of what she's saying. Nonetheless, that is not really the point 
the point is what is causing these suicides because they are too high yes exactly the point is not denying the suicides it's trying to understand how they happen and why they are happening so one of the issues which kind of like it rings true in a sense but it's hard to say whether it's happening on a big scale or not, mm-hmm. is the idea that because these seeds cost more, then they'd have to borrow money to buy those seeds in the first place. So they'd be in debt to loan sharks. And because there's yeah. very little protection and regulation yeah. of these kind of loans, they'd likely to get into trouble. Even yeah. if they didn't get into trouble from that, if the crop fails and they can't pay it back and then they're impoverished and they're fucked. But if we, we look at all of those things in combination and think about what the actual problems are. So Numerous studies have showed that the increased seed price is about 15%. And there's a 50% decrease in the cost spent of pesticides. Yes. And the average yield increase is 150%. So actually, on average, this is definitely not saying for every single farmer, on average, they make more money. Now, whether that can pay off loan sharks is a different question because there is no regulation. Of course, so yeah. So that's a different non-GM problem in the sort of general loan shark thing. And that could apply for mm-hmm. non-GM things in terms of if they wanted to get the money to buy a new piece of equipment, they'd be in the same issue. The other problem is the insecurity in producing food. A lot of the farms in India are rain-fed rather than irrigation-fed. So if the yeah. rains don't fall... Whether they're GM or not, they're in trouble. So the infrastructure around irrigation needs to change and it's not a GM problem. Having said that, because of those issues, when BT corn is taken up by people who have rain-fed farms rather than irrigated Mm -hmm. farms, there is a Mm -hmm. higher risk. And I read a paper that said that there is a possible correlation in those specific areas. So this is an area where the BT cotton may not be a good crop until the infrastructure goes in to improve the irrigation around those areas and in those areas they may contribute to suicides but again they are not necessarily the main cause it's the other factors and whether it's gm or not doesn't really matter it's about it being an expensive seed and a large part of that problem of expensive seed comes from the move that developing countries are making from being agricultural societies to industrialized societies and that shift yeah. of masses of people from working subsistence farms into being removed from their land and then forced to work in industries that aren't working yet. So they become impoverished and then the farms get consolidated into a few big farmers. That's the damaging issue and that's the underlying cause that GM has been planted on as a nasty face. So yeah, GM potentially is playing a role, but there are way, way, way bigger yeah. issues, which are the actual causes of these 17,000 suicides a year. Yeah, there, there's a metaphor that they use in this study, and they say the GM seed was not the smoking gun. And that is, I think, a good way of explaining the whole thing. It might have mm. contributed, but it was not the smoking gun. And one thing that yeah. I really love about this study, and I'm, I'm getting really excited here, is... Uh, Nevertheless, a thoroughgoing ethnographic study is still required to unearth the roots of this epidemic. And I literally Mm. wrote on the side, yay, social sciences. (laughs) (laughs) I literally wrote that because it's a social issue and it needs studying from a social sciences point of view. It needs it needs more investigation. Yeah, definitely. And I think with the investigation, you would find that absolutely BT cotton has probably been the cause of some farmer suicides. Yeah. But you have to question whether it's the BT cotton or the underlying conditions. If they had been sold regular cotton at that price and the same things had happened, then the suicide still would have happened. So it's not really the BT cotton that caused it. You know, I feel like a lot of the 
the debunking that we do that we do brings us to very very serious and somehow well in this specific case very very sad topics and mm. but it, it has to be done because this is what is out there you know and one would yeah. like to to you know i, I was thinking I, as i was reading this i was thinking oh this is going to be a very very serious very grim very sad episode uh and we've spoken about this privately earlier this morning saying oh we maybe should have some more like lighthearted episodes where uh you know we do more fun things about gm and the whole scope of this podcast is also to try and make science more fun but there is so much stuff that is again like so sad and at the same time so untrue that needs to be mm. debunked and i stand by this episode I, i'm actually really glad we did it yeah i agree they're delicate situations i, I hope yeah i hope we've treated it with enough respect yeah yeah I, re- I really hope so but this is a technology is getting accused of a travesty which it hasn't mm-hmm. caused but one of the things that I, keeps coming up when we're recording these episodes is actually mm-hmm. that these problems are real it's not like people yeah. are just making shit up about gm there are yeah, serious yeah, problems in the world around agriculture that gm gets to blame for and what i'm yeah. really enjoying is as well as this podcast becoming a sort of yeah gm isn't the cause of this mm-hmm. actually using this as a platform to say you know what the actual cause is the ridiculous social economic situation that we are putting developing countries through the massive pressures on subsistence farmers in developing countries and the massive changes going on in the economies of developing countries which are impoverishing people and that's the kind of shit that is the root of those kinds of problems and that Mm -hmm. is what needs to be solved and that doesn't get any media attention you know yeah i've only found out about these things by reading books based on these subjects and why hunger is still around and it's nothing to do with gm and that kind of stuff there are integral problems into our trading system and the way that the developed world protects its markets and demands that other countries be unprotected and forces them to not be self-sufficient in their food production whilst we are allow ourselves to be self-sufficient. Yeah, Endless yeah, kinds yeah. of this stuff which is just shitting on these countries and causing these sort of atrocious rates of suicide in places like India. Yeah, and these yeah. things need to be stopped. Absolutely. And the thing that makes me even more mad than that is the way that people use these very, very unfortunate events to make a point against GM. Like even mm. Vandana Shiva herself, although it makes me it makes me so mad because she makes extremely good points about female empowerment and women should take farming into their own hands and she talks about biodiversity, love biodiversity. She talks about preserving the soil, love preserving the soil, who shouldn't <laughs> be preserving the soil. But then she makes this really, really ugly statement and you're like, ah, oh, what why would you do that? Why would you do yeah. that? you know and she's such a powerful image and she stands for a lot of really good things but then in the mix there is something really really bad and Mm. it's not true that is the thing that upsets me the most it's absolutely not true and so that that makes me so mad i'm gonna have cupcakes after this (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have a treat i'm going to go and have afternoon tea very english so english oh my gosh so english my little sister is a hell of a baker so i'm looking for awesome. some very good sweet things mm-hmm. you have to send me pictures about that i will i will did you hear that so trump had tea with the queen right and then he went golfing in scotland this that, that's what classic. happened yeah. <laughs> very classic but basically do you know of the whole i don't know if this british people know about this it's, it's quite interesting uh abroad that the queen doesn't necessarily she cannot say anything politics related right yeah but 
some people think that through her clothing, she conveys messages about oh, what she thinks. Really? Uh, yes. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's go so on. Continue. funny. It, it is so <laughs> funny. I love it so much. Even if it's bullshit, I don't care. I just well, love that people come up with these things. Maybe if she like, was wearing a t-shirt that said, Trump's a dickhead. I, <laughs> I might believe that. But what was the message? Right. So basically, did you, did you know that Elizabeth loves brooches? She loves to wear a good brooch. I didn't know that, but that seems on brand. <laughs> so uh, Trump stayed over for three days in the UK. I think she he had like visits and stuff. And as long as he was in the uh-huh. UK, she wore three different brooches. The first one was a brooch that the Obamas had gifted her. Ooh. Yes, that's number okay, one. Cool. Number two, number two was a brooch that the Canadian people had gifted her. Ooh. So that's number two. <laughs> the day three was a brooch that her mother wore to her father's funeral. Okay. So when she had high tea with Trump, she was wearing a brooch out of the many infinite number of brooches that she could possibly have. She wore the brooch that her mother wore to the funeral of the uh, king. Right, okay. So you can see how people might think that there's like a hidden message kind of thing going on with yeah. this. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure that none of the royal family can dress themselves, man. Like they're... Mm, fair enough. They probably have a royal dresser and there's some sneaky person who dresses the queen <laughs> called Stacey or something. And Stacey fucking hates Trump. And she made that brooch decision. That's what I reckon's going on. No, yeah, the Queen doesn't yeah, give a shit. Yeah. But Stacey, uh, Stacey fucking cares. <laughs> we love you, Stacey. Keep going. The, keep the good work. <laughs> keep doing. You do it, Stacey. You go, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess that's a good way of closing this episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If you want a genetically podified brooch, email in at geneticallypodified at gmail.com. And whilst you're emailing in, send us a question or a comment or whatever. You can also ask for a brooch on our Twitter page, which is at genpodified. If you would like to guarantee yourself a brooch, you could leave us a review on iTunes. If you want to be entered into a competition for a brooch, you can uh, share our post on Facebook and share our page spread the word and yeah thank you for listening we want to thank Peg and The Rejected for the use of their fantastic song Red, White, Black and Blue What a Chew that's it for today thanks for listening see you later bye